Welcome to the Winner Circle Podcast, everyone. Another episode featuring another entrepreneur, small business owner in the DMV area. So today we have the opportunity of hosting Miss Leah. How are you doing today? Hey. Nice to have you, man. So thanks for having me. <laughs> so to start off, tell us a little bit about your brand. Who is Leah? And you know, what do you do? Okay, so the name of my store is Lolo's Art Decor. And yeah, it started during quarantine. I was renting a room in a house in New York. And, you know, we couldn't really go anywhere. So I saw online that someone was painting wine bottles. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I started doing it. But I added my own thing. I started painting symbols and with intention. So the first bottle I did was going to be for a housemate. And what I, the symbols I painted on the bottle, like this is what I was intending for them. So it was going to be in their house. And I was like putting out in the universe what I was intending for them to gain. So I included Takuna symbols, which is an Amazon tribe, and they're Colombian. So that's why I looked up, you know, tribes, because the mission of my my store and my brand is to highlight indigenous thought, aboriginal thought, and ideas. Okay, big words. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to highlight that, to promote collectivism, and just to evoke thought, you know? And, yeah, just to evoke thought in my work, whether that's canvas or the decor bottles as vases. So, yeah, I painted Takuna symbols. I painted the shaman symbol, which, is, which represents higher enlightenment. And I was like, these people need higher enlightenment. <laughs> no shade to them. It's right. just like me being caring and wanting something good for mm -hmm. them. And I painted the matrimony symbol because I know <laughs> that my landlord really wants to be it. Like he was married before, but I knew he wanted to. You know, settle down with someone again because okay. he had that fear of like being alone and dying alone and no one taking care of him. So I painted that on the vase as well. And then I did like freehand freestyle designs. And I also do Adinkra symbols. So Adinkra symbols, West African Adinkra symbols, and Tukuna symbols are like the main symbols. And whoever buys from me gets like a card a thank you card and a key with the meaning of the symbols so yeah that's really dope so how did that like um come about because you're not african so i wanted to know like what brought you close into the african culture and you know, even the symbols like what made you think like symbols is the best way to go Okay, so I first learned about Adinkra symbols. It was a while back. I was 
I think I was in middle school or early high school, and I used to go to this Delta Academy over in Park Heights. Yeah. Park, Park Heights, like, like the Wu-Tang? No, no. Park Heights here in Baltimore. Okay, cool. I was like, okay. Yeah, right. so I think it's in Park Heights. Yeah, I would go. So you're originally there. from Baltimore, then you moved out to New York. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they taught us about, they taught us a lot of stuff there. They taught us about Adinkra symbols, and that stuck with me. And then for a while, I kind of, like, strayed away from that. But I was also, you know, introduced to African culture with friends, you know, people from school growing up, friends in college. I've always been a magnet for continental Africans. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how I was introduced to Adinkra symbols. And then later on, like when I was like 19 or 18, I got back into it because for me, it's a way of putting things out in the universe with intention. You know, when you are either getting it tattooed or drawing it, painting it. So I got the wisdom knot tattooed behind my ear on my neck. And then, you know, then this is the thing I'm doing. You know, now I'm painting Adinkra symbols. That's pretty nice. So as far as like the, you know, the bottles itself, is it more so for decoration? Can it be used for like, let's say if I'm throwing a party, right? And I want my bottle to be painted and the liquor still inside. Like, so tell me a little bit about what it could be used for. So I paint them as vases and I also paint them for use. So I do have a bottle that I painted that I use for beverages and teas that I make. Okay. So there are bottles. I keep the caps and I also have bottles that have their own cap. So I have some of those that I'm going to be releasing on my site soon. They're for decoration and for, you know, if you're hosting a party and you want to bring out a nice bottle with the liquor or tea, whatever. Mm -hmm. So you also do poetry, right? Yes, I <laughs> do. You, you want to talk about the poetry? Because <laughs> you mean... know I love poetry, so I was going to ask you regardless. How did you tap into your po uh, your poetic side? Uh, that started when I was a kid. Okay. I've been writing since I was a kid. Like elementary school or like, like elementary school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and I I have poems for my artwork. Is it more so storytelling or it's like some of it is. And some of it's not my own story. Some of the stories I swear you 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 told me that you was American, but you have a heavy accent. You and think so? Yeah, and I thought it was because like, you know, you're from New York, but I'm like, nah, sh you are lying. You are lying. Like, you got to be from somewhere. You probably don't even know. Or unless you just probably just not telling me the truth. I'm from Baltimore. You're from Baltimore. Yeah. Let me hear you I, say yo. Yo. <laughs> say, <laughs> say it like how they would say it. You know what I'm saying? Or hey, yo. Dummies. Like, like. Yeah, dummies. <laughs> I, I have to be serious. Like, it comes out in certain settings and certain times. Right. But the thing is, I didn't grow up in the inner city. Like, I'm from over east, down the hill, but I was raised in the creek. I was raised in Woodlawn. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> <laughs> tell me, like, I don't know, if you could describe it to me, what's the difference? Is it, like, uh, like the hood, or is it, like, like I don't know. 
Well, would, it's not the hood like South Baltimore. Like okay, so Penn. East is good. South is where it's bad. Well, all all over Baltimore is rough. Like if you go over East and you go over Latrobe, it looks like some people are surprised to see all the empty row houses. But that's not it's not surprising to me cuz I I'm from here but that's like surprising mm-hmm. cuz it's not in good shape. And then you got I can't remember the name of the area but it's like Upton, uh Sandtown, mm-hmm. all along Pennsylvania Avenue. That area has changed. That used to be an area with like jazz clubs and all that stuff. That area has changed. Where I grew up, it, it borderlines the city. So I'm right there. Like, I go down the street and I'm in northwest Baltimore. But I live in the county. You do have a bit of crime, you know, shootings and stuff. But it's not like living, you know, in Upton, Sandtown or like over in Latrobe or somewhere, you know, deep over east or in south Baltimore. It's not like that. So when did you decide to make that move to New York? Well, it was always on my list, but it was coming up. I knew I was going to be done with my associates, and I was ready to leave. So it wasn't as planned out as it should have been. It was like, I'm ready to go. I just want to do this shit, and I want to leave. So, yeah, it was always something I wanted to do. And I kept telling myself when I turn 21, I want to be on my own and not in my parents' house and be independent. But now, looking back, could have done things differently. But at the same time, being in New York and paying my own bills and stuff and just being on my own, I'm grateful for that experience. So the New York is where... Well, I guess, you know, in Baltimore, you was kind of like um, preparing yourself for the creativity and for the brand. And then New York is when, it, you know, it kind of got started. Yeah, and that was kind of interesting to me because in New York, I felt like my desire was a bit funneled. There was like a cloud or like it was minimized because I was so caught up in making money and just surviving and doing what I need to do so I can just stay there and make a living and just get things done and complete the goal and complete what I came there for. So it was kind of surprising to me that I started that and wasn't inspired. But I really think it was the whole quarantine and the stillness of being inside for days and days and days. Because during this entire time, I experienced a lot of inspiration and a lot of creative thoughts came to me so so how are you able to i guess maintain that that love of eagerness to continue to create um you know the paintings that you do on your body well my art is my therapy so it's not even just the bottles it's the canvas work it's me painting on shirts whatever me sketching and my pad or whatever it's my therapy so yeah that's just how I keep doing it and I think just controlling your own mental space because some and controlling what you allow to come in because that can affect your inspiration 
You have to be able, your mind has to be able to be ready to receive inspiration. Mm -hmm. So. And in order for you to be able to receive inspiration, you have to be in that, you know, that right mental plane. Yeah. So how are you able to, I guess, uh, balance both the poetry and also the painting? Is that something that you see yourself maybe one day incorporating like all into one? Well, I did. I did like a mini series. I may do it again because I was thinking about it. I did. How'd it go? Well, I I sold one. Well, okay. gifted one to my cousin. Uh, the other one ripped in the suitcase when I was coming <laughs> from <laughs> New, New York. York. Oh wow! <laughs> so nobody wanted it because the canvas ripped. But it was basically body like body paint on the canvas with poetry and then i added like a gradient yeah i like that series i may do it again okay that's nice so let's talk more about i guess you know you and um in that mental space i know that you're a vegan also right so how does i guess how does everything as far as like your spirituality or just you know um, the way you, you carry yourself when you do produce, you know, your paintings. How does that, I guess, impact your creativity or impact the individuals around you that receive your product? Good question. That's a good question. I Someone said this. What is his name? Devin Allen said this. And I think it's a quote from someone else. He said... <laughs> so you're quoting... <laughs> okay. He's, It'd be like that, right? Yeah. He said artists are able to take something dark and mm. make light. I've, I've, I've heard that before. Yeah. Even in like, even when I'm in a bad space, but I'm still like, okay, these ideas are coming to me and, you know, an idea to paint is coming to me. I'm still, I'm going to do it. And surprisingly, to me, it's surprising. The finished product is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And other people think it's good. And they're like, oh, we can tell that really came from your heart. What's that about? And I'm like, none of your business. Mm. <laughs> well, I didn't say none of your business. So some things you just keep dear to you and close to you. Yes. Okay. Do you think that may, you know, if, some, if you decide to share that, that vulnerability, do you think it may affect the way people view you or your art? No, I mean, uh, one day I'll I'll tell people, you know. Well, I, I can tell you right now about one of my paintings. It's called 2 a.m. And in the painting, I depict, um, like, broken chest. It's very mystical. It's a bit mystical. So from the chest, there's flowers coming. It's There's like a crack within the chest. Mm-hmm. But the crack is uh, in between the crack. There's gold, and the flowers are encompassing her from you know chest up into the shoulders, and then out of her mouth comes a lotus. Mm. And lotus is connected to the symbology is, I think it's growth. Well, lotuses grow from the mud, mm. so something beautiful coming from a dark place. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a lot for me to explain this work, but that's that's what it is. Like that's what it depicts, and behind that, 
basically it was a situation with a guy and it, it always seems that way yeah it was at the point where i'm just like i'm i was done uh-huh. but sometimes you're like okay what went wrong so i need to figure out what went wrong so i can address this and there was a bit of hopelessness when in this moment when the painting idea came to me mm. so that's it was gonna be called hopeless at 2 a.m but i just left it at 2 a.m because i didn't want to reveal too much mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the explanation but to address part of your question I'm really seeking to evoke thought, but also just educate people as well. That's why I, you know, paint the Adinkra symbols and give them the keys so they know what they mean. And I, I'm just hoping that it's dear to them because these symbols really do mean something. Mm-hmm. I paint the Bese Saka, the Dwenny Men. So Dwenny Men is humility together with strength. And what about the soccer? What does that mean? That one is abundance, plenty togetherness, unity, prosperity. Yeah. Nice. So each symbol, of course, has symbolism behind it or meaning behind it. So whenever you are making these paintings, is it uh, based off of demand or you more so already have, you know, the thought in your head and you're going to make this and then the customers come by and they say, oh, I want that. That's yeah. kind of like how it is. Yeah. I just create and... They want it. Yeah. That's awesome. And how long have you been doing this? I started the business in May of this year. Okay. So if you could um, offer some tips or advice you know, to any entrepreneur that's interested, what tip would you give them? So first I'll say if there is anyone that's like doing painting or you know artistry work, sometimes you feel like you have to be creating all the time. Because that was advice that I heard, you know. You Create gotta all the paint. time. Yeah, you, you should be painting every day if you're going to have an art business. And I was like... From another artist or just somebody From writing? another artist. And I was like, eh, no. At first, I really was like, okay, I'm going to try that, but it's not me. So I think just being committed, but also not beating yourself up and being too hard on yourself. I told my friend this. My friend has a candle business. Mm -hmm. And I told her, it's okay to take a day off. It's okay to have free time. You know, it's okay to step away from the business. Because you have to have, your mind has to be together. Your mental space has to be good so you can take care of what you need to take care of. You don't want to be so stressed. So... Yeah, I I just do what I want when I want to do it, which is not always good. That's nice. I mean, it all depends. It will be different if you, you know, if it was on the flip side where I guess you just have blank bottles and then your customers pick their own designs or they create their own designs because then you know, you know, order just came in, I have to do this. But, you know, it's it's flexible. And you have control of your business. So that's the cool part about it as well. Yes, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about like the social media and just like, um, I guess the way that you portray your art. How are you able to get your art out there or I guess um, put it in the right limelight on social media for people to understand what it means and also grasp the love for it? 
So first I'll say, whenever I do post a picture, I always include the meaning of the symbol and sometimes inspiration. So people know what they're looking at for. My target audience is already people who know what Adinkra symbols are nice. and know what Takuna symbols are, but some people don't. So I include the meaning, you know, the inspiration, but also, you know, sometimes it's good to you know pay for a promotion so that it's out there that's i heard you know that's a big thing promotions because you can't really count on your family and your friends supporting you for your business to thrive so you want to promote your stuff as much as you can but uh <laughs> to you know address what i said about family and friends most of the people that do buy from me are my family and friends or people in my neighborhood right. people that i know right. those are my customers i get what you're saying just like your close-knit customers but obviously we you know we come across a vast variety of people so i get what you mean by that when all your friends or all your um, family is not able to buy but you have those close people that you know that you hold dear mm-hmm. that support you yeah the same here um Winter Circle Podcast. Kelvin and I, um, we have a, a, a lot of associates and friends, uh, you know, just based off of, you know, our own personal brands. So when we started the Winter Circle, it was kind of hard at first, uh, you know, to get everyone to believe in the vision. But I think, honestly, once you start doing it and um, once people see the vision, you know, they want to be part of it too. So I guess that's what helped us out, just doing it first. And then, you know, people started to love it. Hey, let me hop on the show, bro. Like, you didn't want to hop on the show, uh, show before, but hey, come on now. You know, it's all love. All love. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. Before we end it off, um, is there anything you would like to leave the audience with or anything in particular that you would like to say about your art or your paint that the audience can, you know, remember you by? I'll just say again, my mission is to evoke thought and highlight Indigenous thought, collectivism, you know, things that stem from earlier societies because these values were harmonious to communities. Mm. And it was important. Yeah, these symbols and these meanings and what they stand for are very important and they were integrated in communities. And I think we need to get back to that. Mm. So... That's fire. So where can we reach you on social media? Get in contact with you if you want some dope. Do you only use wine bottles or any type no. of bottle? <clears throat> Recently, I used a whiskey bottle. Okay. It was a really... Or was it vodka? My cousin gave it to me. It was a really big liquor bottle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the bottle size doesn't matter. It just varies on Yeah, it doesn't feel. matter. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Tell us that social media, how we can get in contact with you. So it's Lolo's Art Decor. L-O-L-O-S Art Decor. Yeah, that's my page. Or my website. You have a website? <laughs> yes. Nice. How'd you make the website? I was on I went on Squarespace. Hey, At first Squarespace I was on here. first I was on Shopify. Shopify is pretty cool. Yeah, they're not bad. And now I'm on Squarespace. So, okay. yeah. It's Designed it yourself and everything? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Lolo's Art Decor. 
But thank you so much, Miss Leah, for being part of the Winter Circle family, guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Catch you guys next time on the next episode of the Winter Circle Podcast.